Welcome to Box 2, brought to you in partnership with Best Westerns Hotel GB, supporting local, proudly independent hotels. I'm your host, Jamie Jones Buchanan, and each week I'll be sitting down with players, staff and special guests around Leeds Rhinos to tell their stories, preview upcoming weeks at the club and chat about all things Rhinos. Let's see who I've got in the hot seat for this episode. Halliwell, looking oh. and Halliwell reaches through and he has scored. This round, oh, the sidestep, the quick pass, the captain is in. Halliwell trying to work his way over and he's in again. Tom Halliwell, how are you mate? You've just started with the Leeds Rhinos Foundation, going yeah. into schools, teaching wheelchair rugby league. How's that going? Uh, really well, started at uh, start of February and uh, first month involved, so I've been pretty busy, so... I won't, I won't change it for the world. I've, I've loved loved it, loved my time at Leeds as a player and now to be able to give back to the community, I think it's probably the best job ever. So, yeah, I'm loving it. What does that look like, bringing wheelchairs into schools? Do you have to take smaller ones? Are they adapted? It's a big ask, isn't it, to take that sort of amount of equipment in? Yeah, um, it's just getting in the processes, getting started at the moment. So it's uh, getting, getting a van, taking all the chairs in, yep. unloading all the chairs in, getting into schools and... Um, as soon as you're in there, it's just the packing away. That that's the hard part. But as soon as you're in there, it's all it's all good. All the kids are in the chairs and enjoying it and pushing around and having fun. So that's the main thing. That's what it's all about: having fun, enjoying yourself with your friends. Let's go back to the game against OFC on Friday night. Didn't quite get the result that we wanted, unfortunately. But it was a better performance. There was some intensity and some intent. Certainly, defence wasn't there. Yeah, a thousand percent. If you wanted. Uh, a fight back from the game against Warrington. I think we definitely got we definitely got that against Hull, and um, it's just a, the little tiny details that need to be fixed, which is not it's not bigger stress. It's you can work that out on the training field, which probably will do that this week, and hopefully we can get a win next week against Saints. Certainly do. I definitely do hope we get a win this week <laughs> against Saints. What an opportunity that is! But before we talk about that, some standout performers. Number one for me. Cam Smith, and I was stood in uh, one of the long bars there with uh, Johnny Bairstow, and he pointed mm. out Cam Smith as somebody who's excelling, and it's interesting, he knows a lot more about rugby league than I know about cricket, so it's very <laughs> much rugby league-centric, but Cam Smith is really filling that 13 shirt, it's a big shirt to fill, not so sure about the haircut, looks a little bit like Jimmy White to me, uh, <laughs> but he's playing well, isn't he? Yeah, he's, I think he's just got given that freedom to be able to do what he, he, can, he can do. Yeah. He's a very skillful player, and I think um, now he's be able to unlock a few of those tricks. Uh, he's definitely got a pass in his game. He can run with the ball, and he's got that late deceiving footwork, which sometimes puts defenders off. And um, I think he's definitely someone that that could potentially be an England international for me, without a doubt. And he's big boy as well. He gets yeah, stuck yeah. In, in Surprisingly, the really strong. He is. Uh, it's interesting the amount of ball distribution that goes through him. He's got some of the best hands in the club without a doubt. When you watch people like Cam Smith, because I think about wheelchair rugby league and how defined it is in, in that every role slightly different. You're that type of person in the middle that distributes that ball and puts on the plays and has a bit of grunt as well. Do you take any inspiration from players like Cam Smith? I probably think the best thing that I could probably take from Cam is when you have the ball, you're a running threat first. Yeah. You're a running threat first, so then when you, have the, you, t you take the ball forward, and if a pass is on, a pass is on and, and, and Cam's got the ability to be able to do that and pass the ball. So 
yeah, it's probably the, the, the running game and also the passing game that I'll probably take from Cam, yeah. We're talking about running threats. Justin Sangare, wow. When he's <laughs> running on them arrow shapes inside and outside yeah. the halfbacks and he's being direct, busting tackles, falling on his front, getting the offloads, put Cruz leaming over for his try this week. This week and last week on his debut, he's been very good, hasn't he? Yeah, he's just a big, powerful body. I, I wouldn't like to be tackling him, to be honest. If he, were, <laughs> if he were running in front of me, I'd probably get my inside man to be able to help me out with him. But yeah, he's, he's been doing really well and very powerful running threat going forward with the ball and especially running those arrow lines is, is, is a massive threat and a big body and I think he's something that we definitely need to add a bit of size to our pack and um, get us going forward. I think he's been very good in his first two games. Talking about running threats as well, Nene McDonald. There's this Papua New Guinea duo with him and Reese Martin. I reckon there's a story in there somewhere. We might get them into box two one time in the future. But certainly with Fussy Tua as well out on the edge, that right edge looks like a big threat going forward. Yeah. Big, big, powerful, strong, agile right side. It's, it, it, it sort of, Nene sort of reminds me of the Joe Moon days, the sort of like flair, the flair that he had. I think Nene sort of brings that as well. And, you saw a glimpse of what he can do and um, I think he's going to be an excellent signing for us and um, I can't believe no other top side went for him but yeah, I think we've got a good gem on our hands in there in the near. He's, uh, he's super. Look forward to seeing his season develop as time goes on. Right then, wheelchair rugby league. We're going to talk about St Helens with the world champions pretty soon but you are a real world champion, mate, winning a World Cup. What did that feel like to, to get that win? I've been prepared for it for so long. Um, it just felt like a massive weight off all of our shoulders, to be honest. Um, you work so hard for it, especially pro probably from 17 when we lost, narrowly lost and, and missed out on winning it on, on French soil. And ever since then, it was sort of like, it were a burden on us. It sort of like, it was like that fire inside, like we have to win. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no losing this. So for, for the five years that we had to wait for it, um, we worked so hard tirelessly, uh, especially in, in COVID, we had Zoom calls every, every day. Uh, training with each other on, on Zoom calls and uh, I'm sure there's, there's, there'll be screenshots or photos somewhere of um, us on Zoom with everyone doing press-ups or making their own sort of wheelchair treadmill sort of thing and, <laughs> and going around and um, the, some of the lockdown trims that all, all, the, all the players had was just ridiculous but when people ask me about my World Cup experience I just say it's life-changing. Yeah. Life-changing, it's given me memories that I probably would never ever experience in any other walk of life apart from rugby league so I'm forever grateful for um, the opportunity that the game's given me and now obviously with my role with the foundation I just want to give back and give back to the sport that's given me so much so far at such a young age. I mean only 23 but um, it's, it's took me to, taken me to places that I wouldn't dream of and yeah I'm so grateful for that. Plays it now to Halliwell, Halliwell ducks under, Tom Halliwell, the England captain has just scored the try with three minutes remaining. And we've had 25 new players, or 25 players at training, a lot of new people coming through the door. It's exciting, isn't it, where it could go? Just tell us about who's been coming. Um, so, put into, to put it into perspective, last year we had eight players in Lee Dryano's wheelchair at all. So, just eight players. And then ever since the World Cup and the Come and Try Me sessions that the Foundation have been putting on for us, um, we've had 24 to 30 players coming down week in, week out. And it's been absolutely amazing seeing how much they've come on in such a short amount of time because it probably took me a good two months to be able to get to where they are at now and they've only been going for four weeks and it's it's, it's crazy. To articulate as well, wheelchair rugby league 
it's for it's so inclusive, isn't it? Yeah. So people with disabilities, people without disabilities. Just really quick, your story. If I understand it correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, you used to play obviously the running game for Ulton Raiders. Yeah, Ulton. Yeah. And you played against Mikolai Alenski, who was at the Warriors. He yeah. was it in a tackle. He broke your leg. What, what happened? Um, so I were at fullback at the time, and and the ball got obviously kicked up, and I were at the back, and I must have. I can't remember if if it were a bouncing ball or a catch on the full. But I remember as soon as I got the ball, looked up, Mikolai was just stood square on in front of me and uh, absolutely creamed me. And um, I don't know how, but I somehow managed to break my foot, broke it, broke it awfully. Um, the funny, actual, funny, actually, funny image is um, the physio carrying me off like a baby <laughs> off, off, the, <laughs> off the pitch. And then, um, yeah, I went to hospital later and they said, oh, yeah, you're wheelchair bound for about 12 weeks. So as a, as a young healthy lad playing rugby and you've been told you can't do that for, for 12 weeks and possibly never again if, if it, it doesn't heal properly and um, yeah it sort of shattered me at first but thankfully I found wheelchair and got involved. And that's how you started and then it was England captain then he won a World Cup. Wow, how <laughs> good is rugby league, crazy stories. That's, um, it's wonderful. Looking forward then to St Ellen's massive task, just turned Castleford over at the weekend there. So a lot of people come, think they're going to come back from a World Cup challenge, rest one or two and build steadily in the season, but they've gone all out there, got the win, obviously back at home at St Helens. What do we need to do to, to get a result there? Um, it'll be the first time they've been at home since obviously winning the World Cup champion, like championship. And um, I think we have to go over there and spoil the party, to be honest. And that's what, I'd be, that's, but what, that's what I would be thinking. And that's what my message would be, is just spoil the party. It's, it's going to be, all the fans will be celebrating them, they'll do a parade with the trophy and stuff like that, but why can't we go out there and, and ruin that and um, just, yeah, just spoil the party, that's what I'd, I'd like to do. Did you take that mentality going in against the French in a World Cup final? Because it was going to be tight, wasn't it? When you look at it on paper, there wasn't much between the two teams. I always had the faith and the belief, is that a big tool to take into a big game like we're going to have to do against St Helens? Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, I, it's quite strange. I remember speaking to Tom, the coach, before the game, and he was saying, "Are you all right? Are you all this?" And I was just like, "I was just so calm." I've, I've probably that's the calmest I've ever been, like playing a game ever. I like, I, I felt, oh, something wrong with me here because um, I'm not pumped, pumped. I'm not over pumped. I'm not over hyped, and it's like probably the biggest game of my career, and I wasn't like over pumped. And I thought, right, something's wrong with me here. But I just, I just knew we'd, we'd win. I, I, don't, I don't know, but as a player, I think you go into games knowing, like big games, knowing you're going to win and nothing, you're not going to lose that day. And the World Cup final was just one of those experiences where I, I knew we were going to win and um, how it panned out, obviously, with, with me scoring the winning try, I didn't, I didn't picture that, but I just knew we'd win and I had the faith in everyone. And it, We had everyone writing us off, saying the French were going to win and the French are too good, uh, they're putting 70 on everyone and scoring tries for fun. and. Um, we just knew that we had the best team in the world and we, we backed our ability and, and managed to win. And took the opportunity, got the win, outstanding, world champions, nobody can ever take that away from you. I will say the crowd on Friday night was unbelievable, again all marching on together, it looked great here at the ground, it looked great on television, the fans have been awesome, they're keeping the faith, it's a big part of our mantra uh, this year, they're going to travel really well I'm sure over at St Helens and get right behind the boy, boys. Well thank you very much for joining me again in Box 2, keep smiling, all the very best, see you soon, God bless.